Good evening, TDN listeners, and welcome to this weekend interview. Very special welcome to the listeners, um, this weekend interview listeners. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you on a, on a Wednesday night. I told you it's one of the highlights of my week. Some of you come back every week, and to you, my regular listeners, I want to tell you that I appreciate you coming back to spend an hour or so with me every week on a Wednesday. If tonight is your first time listening to this weekend interview, welcome to this weekend interview. I hope we you like what you hear enough that you also will become a regular listener. So you may be listening to me on tdnradio.net, either because you are at work or you're driving or, or, or maybe you outside enjoying some view. Uh, but for whatever reason you listen on tdnradio.net, welcome. You might be viewing us on tdntv.net also on facebook on facebook page you might be you might be on, on facebook page tdn radio facebook page as well as this we can interview facebook page welcome i want to invite you to share to share the link invite somebody to be with us what we share is valuable information um, my objective is to make you my listener the most educated um audience on social media uh, and so invite people so we can start a movement share the link invite them to to listen to us tonight we're going to talk about goals um we're coming to the end of the year and i think it's a good time to take stock uh, how close are you to accomplishing what you set out to accomplish during the year uh, and what is it that you're going to carry forward to 2022? It's a good time to take stock uh, in your business, in your personal life, in your career, and on all different aspects in which you play a role. And, um, you know, we started the leadership series. We started the financial education series. And so tonight I invited back Ms. Courtney Drago, uh, the, the producer of Spondulix podcast where she shares information about financial information as she learns it she shares it with her audience and the, she was on with us a couple of times in 2021 and i got really really good feedback from you so i invited her back on so we can talk about financial goals as part of tonight's conversation i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this intro because i'm anxious to get to the conversation and it's likely that she's only going to be with us for the first half hour of the show so let's do the Caricom anthem real quick. And when we come back, um, Courtney will be on the line with us. And we're going to talk about financial goals uh, as the first part of this interview. From many distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure. Some bound in chains Through battles waged and fought Through victory and pain By test of their courage Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us The heroes of lands in the On building one Caribbean 
Raise your voices high, sing up your Caribbean pride, sing it loud and strong, feel our hearts beat as one, celebrate in song, as we rise to heights where we Welcome back. Uh, I, I am changing. I changed my my mic set. Um, so I hope I hope you can hear me. Uh, let me bring Courtney live audience, and she will let me know if, if I'm being heard. Courtney, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. So listeners, welcome back, and thanks for staying with us uh, through the break. You know, I forgot to, to welcome the listeners on Dominica who listen to us through RVR Jams on DigiPlay Channel 59. Very special welcome to you. And I hope, I hope if you're listening that you're able to share the live. 
So tonight we, we said we're going to talk about goals. And um, we today's the first day of December. It's the last month in 2021. When we started 2021, I, I had a conversation with Dr. Simon Matthew, and we talked about not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but we talked about the importance of setting goals. And then later down in the middle of the year, we had a program where I reminded you to take stock and do an assessment of how you're doing with your goals and what needs to be adjusted and so on and so forth. And so now that we are in December, now that we are in December and we only have one more month left, I, I decided that it was a good time to do a look back for the purpose of congratulating yourselves on, on goals achieved but also on being able to adjust so that when 2022 hits, uh, we can hit the ground running with either new goals, reset goals, dusted off goals, whatever we want to call it. And so I invited Courtney, Courtney Drago, the producer of the podcast Spondulix, to come so we can talk about money because they said that money cannot buy happiness. But money can buy things like a shelter that will make us happy if, if, we, if we have shelter. It can buy transportation. It can make us happy if we can go from point A to point B with relative ease that we can go to work. If, some, if there's an emergency, we're able to take care of the emergency. We need money for that. So whereas money cannot necessarily buy happiness in itself, it can buy a lot of things that can influence our, our state of well-being. So, Courtney, welcome, and it, it, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. And um, money, you know, uh, some people like to pretend that they don't like money. You know, some people have bad things to say about money. I grew up in a society where money was considered dirty, that if you touch money, you have to go wash your hands before you eat or, or whatever it is, because money was considered dirty, it goes from hand to hand. And not necessarily, I mean, there are other things that we touch that we don't necessarily clean, but money had a, you know, a connotation of being dirty. But, but in, in the background, I think everybody should like to have money. For, so so your, your, your podcast is about um, money, yeah, all aspects of money. So for those listeners who, who probably missed you, I don't know why they would, because when you were here last time, we had thousands of viewers over over the span of the week following our interview. Um, we went, we, we got quite a few people who saw it. But just reintroduce yourself and your podcast um, to folks. Let them know where they can find your, your podcast. So my name is Courtney Drago. I am the host, the producer of Spondulix, Spondulix podcast which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically any platform where you listen to podcasts, you can find the Spondulix podcast. Um, this is a podcast where I talk about money. I discuss all things money. Um, I talk about what I am learning along this money journey. I think as we go through life, we learn a lot about money. We pick up a little tidbit here and there. Um, and also, I like researching money. I like researching these subjects. I like knowing what is happening in the background with money. I like knowing what people who manage money, I like knowing what they know. 
And so as I'm gathering this information for myself and for my own knowledge, I share that with my audience on Spondulix. Um, so I talk about relevant money topics and things that span as far as, um, you know, open enrollment. So uh, choosing your health insurance during open enrollment, but also choosing life insurance, for example, or choosing your retirement plan. Um, I talk about brokerage accounts, which is where we get a little bit into investing. I talk about certificates of deposits, which are CDs, for example. So just a broad range of, of topics that have to do with money um, and things that we may encounter every day or you know, every year as we manage our money and as we plan for our lives. Yeah, and some of the areas that you also um, spoke about was the 529 accounts, for example, where, where folks put money aside for their education or the education of their kids. Right. Um, I remember you you gave us a, a, some really good tidbits on um, health savings health saving plans. Right. IRA. So, so folks, I encourage you, I encourage you to check out the pod, the podcast. Um, your, how many episodes have you had so far, Pat? I think I'm at 25. I think there are 25 episodes. So there are lots. Of, if you just want to binge listen or listen to a bunch in a row, there are quite a few there for you to listen to. Yeah. Tell them how they can get to the podcast again. So you can get to the podcast through Spotify, simply typing in Spondulix, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor. So any number, any of the platforms that have audio and podcast, the podcast is available on those platforms. So, so for example, if they just go to Google and they Google Spondulix. Right. If you're just going to Google, I would Google Spondulix podcast. Um, uh -huh. And it should get you there. But also spondulixpod.com is the website, which would also okay. direct you to the podcast. Right, right, right. Now, we said we're talking about goals. And, and I have to tell the audience in advance because you apologize because of prior commitment. Um, you may drop off at, at the middle, at about the bottom of the hour, about 30. Um So in terms of goals, uh, how do you talk to people about setting financial goals and pursuing financial goals and reviewing financial goals? So I don't think of my financial goals as very different from my other life goals. Um, there's something I like to think about with goal setting that I describe and other people describe as reverse engineering. Um, and so this is very much where you have a big goal. So something that you want to hit and usually our goals can be a little outsized. They can be a little large. Um, and so reverse engineering means that we would break down that goal into a couple of pieces based on the amount of time that we have and just the size of the goal so that you can say, or with a financial goal, for example, say you're saving a down payment of $12,000. So by the end of 2022, you want to have $12,000 so that you can make a down payment on a home. That would mean that you're giving yourself 12 months to do it. So we're going to reverse engineer the goal. We have 12 months and we want to raise $12,000. Of course, you would divide that $12,000 by the 12 months. And so you would say every month along the way, I need to put aside $1,000. So by the end of January, you can check in and make sure that you've set aside the $1,000. February, set aside another $1,000. By month six, so by month June, by June, you should have $6,000 set aside and you can check that off. So when you reverse engineer the goal from the beginning, you know where you should be at every point in the timeline. And also, you know if it's attainable. So if I say, 
I want to be a millionaire by the end of 2022. And I break that down into 12. Um, that's a whole lot of money every month, right? And when I do that calculation, I can tell you that there's no way my income um, provides enough for me to save the kind of money that would make me a millionaire by the end of 2022. And so I know that that's not a goal that's achievable with the information and the amount of money that I have right now. Now, if I have a plan for increasing my income or any of those things, then I would factor that into the goal. But I know that as it stands today, there the amount of income that I have does not provide for me to have a million dollars by the end of 2022. So that's not a goal that I would set. And reverse engineering would tell me, look, that's not a very realistic goal. That's not a very, at least based on your circumstances right now, that goal will not work. So unless you're willing to change your circumstances, unless you're willing to do something different, unless you're willing to really increase your income, that's not a goal that you can put in place for 2022. Okay, so so Bethany answered us a few things that, that we can unpack, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about reverse engineering. And so the idea is to begin with the end in mind. So this is perfect. We are beginning December. So so if you rewind your mind and you bring yourself back to January of 2021 and you were setting a goal, you would say in December of 2021, where we are right now, I would like to have $12,000 right. in my account. Yeah. And so you would see how during the year of 2021 you could. So from where you are right now, you cast your mind forward. You give you say you a time frame and you cast your mind forward. This is where I want to be. And then you bring it back into bite sizes so you know what you have to focus on today or this week or this month. However it is that your income or your income generating activity is organized. So that, so that, so that is one aspect of what you said. You right. also spoke about the goal itself, and they say if you, if your goal doesn't frighten you, it's not big enough. But at the same time, if your goal is too far out from where you are at the moment, you may not be able to motivate yourself sufficiently to go after the goal because who are you fooling yourself? Um, you know, so so it has you have to find a medium where your goal will stretch you, but at the same time, it's it's realistic enough that you you, be, you have to believe that it is achievable. Otherwise, you will not be motivated. It just it will just frustrate you. And, and, I, think and, it, and the opposite. I think it goes beyond believing that it's achievable. So if your goal will stretch you, it's also being ready to do the work, right? The work of stretching. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. We can believe any number of things, but if we're not willing to put in the stretching work, then there's no point in putting a goal that's going to stretch you, right? Like if you're not going to do it, you're not going to get there. Exactly. So for example, if, you, if, if you're a real estate salesperson and you say, okay, every time I make a deal, I make $5,000. Uh, if your goal is to make $20,000 $20, a month, you have to say, can I realistically sell four houses every month? Right. And if I say yes, then what do I have to do to sell four houses every month? And if when I look at what I have to do, I'm like, you know what? I have no time left to eat or sleep. Then you probably need to walk that goal back a little bit. That's what I'm hearing you say. And something else to think about is what has happened previously, right? So, mm -hmm. so if you look at your 2021, you look at what you did each month, um, um, and you say, I could definitely repeat that for 2022, but I would like to do better. So in thinking about right. stretching yourself, thinking about what happened in the past, what you accomplished in the past, right? 
um, and going a little beyond that. So 2021, with each sale, you made $5,000. Maybe in 2022, the goal is to sell homes that are worth slightly more. So instead, you would make $7,000, right? Or eight or 10,000, right? So using your, your previous goal um, to stretch your goal for the coming year. Right. And, and, that, and that is a perfect example. Because uh, again, it said you have you have to set a goal so that you have to grow to be able to achieve the goal. And and so, is it possible to work in a different zip code where houses are a little higher valued? Is it possible to work in a zip code where there is a higher population or the turnover is quicker? People are moving in because there's a new industry, whatever. So so it, so setting goals forces you to think about about the nitty-gritty of what I need to be doing today, this week, this month. Okay, goals and and casting your mind forward. We've, we've spoken about um, getting information from your past performance to inform what you're going to do next to be able to achieve your goals. Uh, the other thing that I, I wanted to unpack from your, from your answer previously is so you said when you reverse engineer it, you're going to break up break it up into chunks, whether it's monthly chunks or quarterly chunks or whatever. How important is it to to have regular review of your performance? So in other words, you don't just set a goal and at the end say, Why well, I hit it or I miss it. How important is it to to review and how often maybe I know it might be different for everybody, but how does one go about um, setting up to review their goals uh, while they're in pursuit of that goal? So I think we've all had the experience where in the new year, we set some goals, we might write them down, um, but we don't look at them again until we're setting the goals the next new year. So your goals for 2021, have you looked back at them? And we're about to be at 2022. And I think a lot of us will realize we haven't reviewed those goals that we set 12 months ago. Um, so firstly, I would say it's important to write those goals down. I think especially with money goals, um, with all goals really, but especially with money goals, you cannot expect yourself to just remember it, to just keep it in your head, to just have it in the background, write it down, um, put it there very clearly so that you don't have to think about it. But you know that I'm a huge advocate for a money date. I believe in a monthly money date. So if we're talking about money and we're talking about money goals, if you write down your money goals, if you write down your 12-month money goals and you reverse engineer it, right, and then you do your monthly money date, when you sit down for your January date, you can say, oh, I'm checking off what I'm supposed to do this month for this goal. Um, you sit down February, same thing. So keeping your goals in line with your monthly check-ins. Um, and I know some people don't want to check in monthly and they want to check in quarterly, but if that's the case, then that needs to be the increment that you're using, right? Each quarter, you need to make sure you meet the goal. I personally think a quarter is a little too long to go without sitting down with your money. Um, but, you know, of course, people should do what works for them. But absolutely write it down and then check in with it more frequently than once a year. And I would say more frequently than four times a year. Right. So, so what that does is, if, I like to use the example you used before. If your if your goal is to is to make an average of thousand dollars a month, and in the month of March, 
if you follow that progress, you should be at 4,000. But you realize you're only at 2,500. Two things is that because you're checking on it and because it's a yearly goal, it, it, it keeps you from panicking. But also, it, it also should motivate you to, to look at some things that you're doing or you're not doing. Uh, and uh, so, so in, that, in that money date, uh, and you mentioned the money date. So for those of people that may have missed the episode on a money date, uh, in the answer, I also want you to maybe delve into that a little bit as well. Um, but talk about the emotion that um, one, to stay motivated, and two, not to get frustrated if, you, if you're missing certain milestones. Just talk about the whole emotion about um, setting and pursuing your, um, your, your, your financial goals. So yes, there is the motivation when you check in, right? And to keep you on track, but also to let you know if you need to readjust, right? Is there something that you should be doing differently? Um, do you need to change strategy? So when you check in with this money date, it tells you, am I doing, is what I'm doing working? Is the thing that I'm doing working? Am I? Do I need to automate the money going directly to this goal? Do I need to set a specific account um, for my, my down payment, call it down payment and automate the money that goes there directly straight from my paycheck. So that's something that the money date does, but the concept of the money date itself is just sitting down with your money. So sitting down and seeing how much you have in your saving, your savings account, your checking account, um, making sure that your emergency fund is on track, checking in with any investments, checking in with your retirement accounts, um, checking in with any debt and making sure you're staying on top of that. Usually during my money day, I try to ensure that any bills that were due for that month have been covered. Um, any, especially housing expenses have been covered. So anything that I'm responsible for in this 30 day period has been covered is checked off and also that I'm on track to hit my money goals. Um, so it, it does, I think, calm you down emotionally because you know exactly what's happening with your money. You're not, you know, going to the store shopping um, and being surprised when it turns out you don't have enough in your account to pay or um, you're not getting overdraft fees because you were not aware of how much you had. You're just more aware of your money. And I think that takes away a lot of the stress. But again, it helps you to check in with your goals and to figure out if you need to adjust your behavior in some way to ensure that you are on track to meet your goals during that time. Right. And, and so if I, if in June I'm checking my, I, I, I'm checking where I am and I'm ahead, do I say, oh, there's the opportunity for a vacation? Do I make my goals more ambitious? Um, how, how do we deal with that? Well, that's a, that's a personal question, right? Because if in June you're ahead of your goals, do you continue to do what you're doing so that you can hit your goal in October? So the goal you thought would be achieved in December, you hit that in October and you have extra money to start on next year's goal or you have extra money to celebrate Christmas, the new year, or you take a trip after you've hit that goal. I think that's a deeply personal question, um, what people do with their overflow uh, yeah, I think I think that one is left to the individual. Right, but it but it definitely in terms of emotion, it'll definitely be a buoyant um feeling, I'm sure. Okay, I know I know I only have you maybe for a few more minutes. So let's assume that my listeners, our listeners, took what we did to what we took to heart 
And so now they're becoming comfortable with having a money date. They've become comfortable with setting goals. They've become comfortable in looking at their money and so on and so on and so on. Now they have to up the ante, right? And say, look at where it is that they're paying fees, where they're paying high interest rates so they can, they can tweak it a little bit. So it's not that they have to sit back and say, okay, now I got this. I can just repeat the same thing for 2022. In your experience, is it that sometimes um, if we just look at areas where we can save, it's almost as if we're getting a side job that's bringing some income? Absolutely. I think the more you look at your money, the more you can see where you're bleeding, right? The more you can say, well, wow, my bank took an $8 fee this month and I thought I had a no fee account. Um, the more you can say, hmm, the interest rate on my credit card is pretty extreme. I want to work to pay that off. Like you're seeing that, you know, your interest rate on your credit card is something like 29% and you're starting to see what that number actually looks like in practice. So the more you look at it, the more you can see where the holes are and where you're bleeding and who you need to call to adjust, right? Like very often bank fees are mistakes or the bank will be like, oh, well, that was a one-time occurrence. Let me give you that $16 back. Um, so it just allows you to check in and you will see that you stop losing money uselessly, right? Um, I know New York's train system has the tap and go system. And if you're checking your money, you might realize that you're tapping multiple times or you're standing too close to the machine. Um, things like that where you see, wow, I'm just bleeding 275 um, four times a day. Maybe I should buy a monthly pass instead um, at a discounted price. So this really allows you to see where you could be doing better, where you can adjust, um, but also just gives you knowledge. I think you, the more we look at our money, the more comfortable we become. And we start to see that maybe it's not this crazy, complicated topic. And if you do have a financial advisor, you start to think, maybe I have questions for this person. Maybe I can have a conversation with this person where I feel comfortable um, saying what I know, actually explaining what I know asking questions about my investments when they're not performing, you know, at least at the average 8% return that we're expecting to see in the market, right? You get more and more comfortable um, having those conversations, understanding those concepts, and just knowing individually where you stand with your money. Uh, that, is, that is awesome. And, you know, I want to use that as a challenge to the listeners that, most times we have a job and we just contribute to our 401k or IRA and we just leave it like it's, it's somewhere and we hope and pray that whatever they're doing with it, it's, go, it's yielding what we hope it yields. And maybe once a year, once a quarter, even when we get the quarterly report, open it doesn't really make sense. We just put it aside, whatever. And so the challenge I, I would like, I don't know if you agree that we could challenge the listeners that one of the things that you, I want you to do is to learn become intimately familiar with your 401k with your ira and and see so uh, don't just leave it see where it is and set a goal for it and, and i think and, yeah go ahead i especially want to challenge listeners who have a retirement account to go ahead and ensure that the money is invested um a lot of people come to retirement age and they realize that this money was being put aside but it was never invested. So it's been sitting in a money market account and they've only made 2% on their money over 40 years, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize that some companies will automatically invest your money in a fund. There are many companies who do not. So 
to start the challenge, I would ask each of your listeners to just ensure that the money that's being set aside for retirement is actually being invested in the market. And it can be a very low risk investment. It doesn't have to be the riskiest investment, but it needs to be invested because otherwise the money might as well be sitting in a bank savings account. Right. So that's a good goal. And I'm going to have to let you go because you you want me ahead of time. But just tell listeners what they can expect from your Spondulix um, podcast and remind them where they can find it as well. Okay, so the podcast is Spondulix. Um, I believe it'll be somewhere on the screen. Exactly. Um, S-P-O-N-D-U-L-I-X. You can find it at spondulixpod.com. That's the website. It will link you to the podcast. But also, you can find it on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any platform where you listen to podcasts, it is available. Um, Coming up, we will be talking about goal setting, financial goal setting on the podcast, in addition to all of the financial information we've already talked about. Um, For next year, I want to tackle topics like home buying, um, student loans, because we know that the federal government is bringing back or taking away the sort of moratorium that we've had on student loan payments. And that's a question that many of us have. What should we be doing should we be bothered with paying it off rapidly? Should we be attempting to um, refinance our student loans if they're federal student loans? Those questions. Um, and those are questions that are very relevant to me that really matter to me at this moment in my life. And so as I'm gathering information, I will be sharing it with you. As always, please send questions, comments, and feel free to talk money with me. You can also find me on um, the Spondulix Pod Instagram, which is just Spondulix Pod on Instagram, where I'm always talking money and and pretty much available. All right. So, Courtney, thank you so much. I want to wish you a happy holidays. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. Looking forward to having you in 2022 and wish you all the best in pursuit of your financial goals. And we're expecting you to come and share with us what you learned um, because we learned so much from you in 2021. So, thank you very much. I will. Thank you so much. Awesome. Listeners, there you go. Goal, financial goal setting as we approach the end of the year and the beginning of the new year. Uh, I want to thank Courtney, the um, host and producer of the podcast Spondulix. Uh, let's take a quick break from our sponsors and when we come back, we will continue uh, talking about goal setting and reviewing of our goals. Presented by... Hi, have you always wanted to learn how to paint but felt that you didn't have the talent to try? Well, pick up that paintbrush and join me, Nicole Georges Bennett, for Art and the Word on TDNTV.net, Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Join me for an exploration through art appreciation and biblical inspiration on Art and the Word, TDNTV.net, Wednesdays at 10.30 with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Let's paint. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. 
people say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> um, goal setting, you know, we got our, our financial goals of, of goal setting. I hope, I hope listeners, that you are, you know, excited to end the year and, and, and really looking forward, anticipating 2022. Uh, you know, we are in Redemption Road season. As a matter of fact, um, final episode of season four is coming up right after this weekend interview at, at 9 p.m. Tonight, you don't want to miss the season finale. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Beacon Dental Group. Go get your, your 2022 smile. Um, you know, we talk about a Gala Rashmi smile. Go go get your 2022 smile. Also, buy dominicaonline.com. Get your Christmas gifts. I think we can give gifts from our people who are putting in the effort and the creativity to make products that are really top quality, really, really, really top quality. So go to buydominicaonline.com and you will find something. It's not do it early so they can arrive in time for Christmas. And, and you know, just tell them that CDN, you heard it on this weekend interview, CDN asked you to go there. I, I would really like to see a bump in the sales of, of the folks who are bringing the dominican produce to you a lot of times you will hear and we get so nostalgic when we see coconut cheese and guava tart and jackery and all of those things and those folks are bringing it to us so we don't have to take chagrin um we can actually have we can actually try them you know so go to buydominiconline.com and and shop for your dominican products they make your christmas shopping your gift your gift giving shopping on that website. So welcome back. Right, we are talking goal setting, and we spoke about financial financial goals. Um, you know, TDN Radio is all voluntary. Uh, we we do this for the love of it, we, but but we have quite a few of our announcers and producers, and they have to buy their own equipment, and equipment goes bad. And every so often, someone of you in the audience, you're generous, and you you make a donation. And we use that donation to to help some of our announcers to buy equipment and and those kind of things and so on and so forth. So if you if you yes, in the spirit of giving, you 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 feel that um, TDN is worth uh, something to you. Think about us in your give in your gift giving, and we would definitely appreciate um, whatever little that you can give. We, we would appreciate that if your business as well. And you, you are an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, um, a carpenter, a mechanic, whatever it is that you do. Um, you know, this week an interview religiously reaches thousands of people every week. Um, on average, 
the, the, the smallest number that these episodes reach is like 2,500, and some episodes go up as far as 6,000. And so, so it, it would be good, a good idea to reach out to us and talk to us about um, advertising and your business on CDN Radio. We also have quite a few other programs. We have some programming for Christmas Day. Um, it will be a perfect opportunity to get some ads in front of people because we're going to do uh, a pretty strong push um, of Christmas programming. Last last Christmas we did we did the entire day, um, different DJs taking up different sessions, and we kept you entertained uh, for for Christmas. This year I will be doing uh, Christmas soul, soul soul Christmas music, soul Christmas music. There is Bouillon, there is Kadash, there is Zouk, there is traditional. Um, and so it will be a good time to put your business in front of in front of thousands of people who can identify with you and therefore um, subscribe to your business. So think about that as as we as we close the season. On Sunday, on Sunday at 10 a.m. New York time, 11 a.m. Dominica time, we'll be hosting a panel discussion on World Soil Day. Sunday, 5th of December is World Soil Day. Last year, we did a session on that as well. We had a couple of farmers and we had some conservationists and so on. This year, we are also going to do a panel discussion. We have a couple of local, I say local, Dominican soil scientists. And we know that's a, that's a topic that is very, very important to Dominica. Every time we see a rain event, we see our rivers are flowing brown, chocolate. And that, and that is definitely not chocolate. You can drink it with our topsoil washing away. And you wonder how much topsoil there is in Dominica that we have so many rivers. And I don't know, 10 times a year, we see it just being washed away to the sea. How long before our soil loses that portion of soil where we can produce and grow our food? And so let's learn about how we can conserve our soil, how we can learn so we can help folks in Dominica who are farmers to preserve and, and, and conserve the soil. So Sunday at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern time, 11 a.m. Dominica time, we'll be hosting that, um, that, that panel discussion on soil conservation. All right, coming back to our topic tonight of goal setting. I want to talk about your personal goal setting, you know? And of course, you know, we're big on health, big on health. Uh, we used to do a health series, and I used to get the help from Miss Carbon, Rosalind Carbon. And during that time, she um, she encouraged me to do a couple of things: to get a, a colonoscopy, to get an endoscopy, and so on. And so today, I did a colonoscopy, and I'm good for another five years. So I'm encouraging everybody uh, to get one. You know, when you're young, I don't. I think they recommend it for maybe over forty, over forty-five. Certainly, if you're 50 years old, you should be getting a colonoscopy done if you haven't done one. Remember when we did the episode with Dr. Brevi, and he said that um, you develop polyps in your colon, and the polyps take about seven years to develop into cancer. So if you do a colonoscopy every five years, you will catch any polyps before they become cancerous. And so you don't have to be dealing with so, so really and truly, there are very few exceptions to that rule. So really and truly, we can reduce um, your risk of colon cancer by almost 
if you do a colonoscopy every five years or so. If you find polyps, sometimes your doctor advises you to come back more frequent. Um, prostate exam, that's the next one I have to schedule, do a prostate exam. I think the recommendation is to do a prostate exam every every year. And so you should you should definitely do that. Uh, the other one, as you go, as you get to 50 and higher, is to have an appointment with a cardiovascular um, specialist who can look at your 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 heart, look at the flow of blood in your veins, see if there's any anything developing, anything brewing that would that could possibly anything that could possibly uh, develop into something uh, more serious, more sinister. Just go get a song in. Um, and they can, you know, nowadays they have the technology where they can, they can do a snapshot and you can see, um, the, how the blood profile, how it flows in your body. And you can see if there are any potential blockages and so on. Uh, so many people die from, from just some blood clots, you know, deep, deep vein thrombosis and, and different types of, of, of blood clots because we, we, we sit down a whole lot more. And, and so I want to encourage everybody to do your annual, your annual checkups, do like the colonoscopies every five years or so, depending if you're good, um, or, or sooner, if more frequent, if, if, if there are issues. And if there are issues you want to know, you don't, don't bury your head in the sand, if, if you know, and especially if you've seen symptoms or signs, but don't wait until you've seen symptoms and signs. But if you've seen symptoms like, like, dark colored stools or blood in your stools, um, heartburn, regular and those kind of things. Go go check it out. Uh, you only have one body, so take care of it because it's not so much that you will die from those things. All of us have to die, but, but at least if we can make life comfortable and free of disease before we get to that point, we should all try to do that. We should all try to play our part. To, to manage that aspect of it. So, so I encourage you to, to go and, and do the various tests. Men, men, go do your prostate exam. Um, you know, I know they say it's uncomfortable, but how many times did you get a COVID test where they push this thing up your nose and you feel like it's going to touch your brain? But you do it anyway. You know, so just go endure it for five seconds. And it might be five seconds feel like it's five minutes, but it's five seconds. Um, get an assessment done, catch something while it's early. I will tell you a few years ago, we, I, I replayed one of the episodes that we did on prostate um, health. And I got, a, I got a, a communication from one of my listeners after a couple of weeks. He said, you know, I listened to you and you said to go check. And I went to check and I, I, I was, my condition was so serious that they took me into surgery immediately. So that program may have saved my life, or at least saved me a lot of heartache, um, because he, he had early stage prostate cancer, but it was at a point where, I, I'm saying early stage, but at least it was at a point where it was urgent enough that they took him into surgery right away. Um, so don't wait for that, just just do it regularly and, and, and so on. Uh, look, I, I want to challenge you as we stay on health, challenge you to do better, do some exercise, um, if you're diabetic, do you know do things that that will encourage um, your blood sugar to stay low, encourage your body to make more efficient use of insulin, um, exercise, 
So uh, there's a lot of research I've been doing on, on diabetes. And one of the things that I, I learned in my research is that your body uses insulin to, 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 to make use of sugar that's in your food. Right? If you eat fruits, you, you drink juice, almost everything has some kind of calories. And so it uses insulin to, to convert that sugar that's in that food uh, to energy. And so as we take more and more sugar, whether it's through bread or sugary drinks or whatever, all of those things that break down to, to glucose, our, 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 our body needs to use more and more insulin to do it if you overload that. And so the cells, you know, it, it, it's like if you start doing some work, it's hard at first and you get used to it and you need more and you need more and you need more. And so after a while, your cells get desensitized to insulin. And so that is where it starts manifesting itself with having more blood, more sugar in your blood than it's normal. And so the idea is to, is to reduce the need for the body to use insulin so that you can get back some of your sensitivity. Of course, we're not talking about folks who are type 1 because they have um, some kind of pancreatic condition where the body doesn't produce insulin in the first place. But I'm talking about the vast majority of us where our body does produce insulin, but our cells just cannot make use of it. And so it is said that if you can if you can take back the sugar that's in your system low enough, you can start building back that sensitivity. But the also the other thing that I learned is that the only time that the cells can use sugar without needing insulin is when you exercise. So, so if you if you take down the amount of sugar that you intake and you exercise, you you will help to get some of that um, sugar out of your blood. So, so pay attention to that. Pay attention to hypertension as well. Check your blood pressure really often. Um, what else? Uh, so, so, so in general, just pay attention to your health. Don't bury, don't bury your head in the sand. Sharon Dolivell says sugar is the enemy. It is indeed, and it's addictive. Um, when you eat sugar, it releases chemicals in your brain that make you feel good, and so you get addicted to it the same way people get addicted to cigarettes and cocaine or any one of those other drugs. Um, and we get so used to that sweet taste on our tongue that sometimes we don't. Um, it's hard for us not to take that sugar, but you know what? What what's funny? If you if you force yourself to not take sugar for a week, you find that you can adjust to taking less sugar or taking no sugar. So practice it, practice it. Um, the other the other part I want to talk on before we jump off is relationships. Um, nobody's an island. So look at your relationships. Is there somebody that you need to reach out to? Is there somebody that you need to to make them know that um, you're there for them? Um, is there somebody that you need to forgive and let them go if you need to let them go, but forgive them, if, you know? Um, I'm not saying to forgive and become a punching bag. You can forgive and just let them go. Uh, because it, it also linked to health. Because the, it, it, it's, it's about reducing the stress level in your life. So set goals. Set goals that you're going to tackle at least one aspect of what we're talking about tonight. Set goals that in 2022, you're going to do all your major routine tests. You're going to be doing your colonoscopy. You're going to do your prostate exam. You're going to 
you know, appointment for cardiovascular surgeon, all of those things. You're going to go to the dentist um, because you, we're finding out that oral health has a huge impact on our general well-being and our health in general. So make, set that as one of your goals. Definitely send that, set that as one of your goals so that you're going to do the necessary, necessary health um, things to take care of yourself, to put yourself first. And, and then look at, look at where you are in terms of your stress level. Um, sleep, and that I'm talking to myself, sleep, because, because on average I go to bed after midnight every night, and that is so horrible for health. Um, the research has shown that, um, that that is absolutely essential, absolutely critical. Um, so try to work a little more sleep into your routine. Uh, and you, and you, it will pay dividends in all aspects of your life, in your health, in, in being able to focus and meeting your financial goals and, and all, all of those things that, that we're talking about. So take care of yourself first, because if you don't take care of yourself, you don't have the capacity to take care of the folks that you care about, to so take care of, your, of yourself first. That is one. Set your goals, because if you don't have goals, then anything will happen. You don't have financial goals, something come up, your friends are going on a trip, just, oh, I'll come. And you go and you spend money that you do not have. And you know, somebody reminded me tonight when I said what I was going to talk about. He said, this is an opportune time to talk about it because this is Christmas season where we do a lot of emotional and impulsive buying. So make sure that you set your goals and so that when you go out to shop, when you're out shopping and you want to buy dinner, we're not saying that you deprive yourself, but if, if you have your goals set, you'll be more comfortable doing those things because you know that you're doing them with money that is not part of the goals that you set for yourself. Because at Christmas time, people like to spend money that they do not have, buying things that they do not need, and leaving things that need to get paid for, unpaid for. And that's why they say January is a hard month, January is the longest month, all of those things. But if you if you listen to us on TV and radio and this week in interview, you will have your goals and you will be very comfortable um, in, in, in pursuing and, and achieving those goals. So, so that's why I want to leave it. I'm not even going to tell you to watch your mind and who you vote for and do make better choices in 2022. I leave that up to your conscience. Um, but, but the three areas I want to focus on is your health, your relationship, your money goals. So listeners, welcome to December. We are on a home stretch for 2021. Uh, let's make 2022 conk stay safe. And we hear they're talking about a new variant for COVID, whatever that means. Uh, but just continue to do what you've always done that has kept you safe thus far. Wash your hands, sanitize your hands, wear your mask, social distancing. I wish social distancing and masks would just stay forever because now that I know when people speak, all kinds of stuff come out of their mouth and nose and fall on me. I really want them to stay far from me and, and wear a mask. So that I don't mind that they keep masks on <laughs> for a long time. 
<laughs> I'll just, just continue to that. Sharon, you're very welcome. Um, I know these are very, very good goals. And you, I, I will report back to you guys. Hold me accountable. Let's hold each other accountable as we enter the holiday season. Um, I wish you a very safe passage. Stay tuned. Uh, last episode of Redemption Road, season four, is coming right up. Listeners, have a very, very good night. And uh, we will do this again next week, Wednesday. Thank you.